Ready to boost sales and grow your business without the BS? Welcome to the Business Growth Show. I'm Sam Dunning, a digital marketing, sales, and business growth evangelist. Tune in and subscribe today as I'll be interviewing business leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs from around the globe. We'll be sharing actionable tips across marketing, sales, and growth without the BS to help you skyrocket your business. And welcome back to a fresh episode of the Business Growth Show. I'm excited to be joined by Lisa Te today. Lisa is a digital marketing tech and toothpaste entrepreneur. She's founder of Cody Agency, a digital marketing company based in Melbourne in Australia. She's co-founder over at Liznik, a new tech platform that connects mentees and mentors globally. And she's founder of 101 Lifestyle. Lisa, a really warm welcome. How are you doing? I'm amazing. Thank you so much for having me, Sam. It's uh, late in here in Melbourne, so I do apologise. The light's sort of fading, but I'm like desperately holding on to the natural light to try and look young. But thank you so much for having me. <laughs> no worries. No worries at all. So, Lisa, looking forward to it today. Um, we're jumping into a fresh topic for the show. We're talking about Clubhouse, um, and hopefully it's going to be just as valuable for myself as well as everyone tuning in mainly because I haven't even used it yet. So I'm going to be super curious in some of the questions and, and quizzes that I'm going to be asking you. Um, but really, we're going to be diving into if it's actually a useful tool for growth or if it's a complete time sink um, and, and just something that's going to suck up all your time. Could give you a lot of knowledge, but is it really something that's going to drive revenue? That's what we're going to be diving into. Um, so first and foremost, I'd love to, to get your opinion, Lisa. Is, is Clubhouse really for business professionals or is it is it just, just something, a, a bit of a fad? What do you think? Ooh, that's a good question. So I've been on Clubhouse. I, I got access to the platform on the 10th of January. So actually, just to take a step back, if people don't sure. know what Clubhouse is, it is the latest social media fad, I would say, or, or who knows, it could be a platform that's here to stay, but it's an audio only app. And what you do is you can sign up. It's actually in beta testing at the moment. So it's only on iPhone and they've got plans to release an Android version. So they're working on that at the moment, but it's invite only. So you can only join if you have an invite or someone that you know. So if you're in the, the phone book of somebody that, has signed up, they can bump you up into the actual app. So you don't have to be on the wait list. So what you do is you go onto the platform. I'm actually, I could probably even just go into my clubhouse now. And I'll just quickly, I don't know if it's going to work on the screen, but is this going to work? This could be like a massive fail. No, it's not going to work. Oh, oh my God, I might like just logged on to the clubhouse. Uh, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> this is a fail. Uh, oh, there we go. There we go. Okay, so see, as you can see, this is what you call the hallway in Clubhouse. So you can, oh That's God, so sorry, I keep logging into a room, so I'm trying to focus my camera properly. But this is what you call the hallway. So these are different rooms that are happening in Clubhouse at the moment. So you can jump into the room and listen to these different people talk. So you just go and you listen to audio. So people like Elon Musk have been on the app, people like Joe Rogan, um, Chris Voss, Kanye, uh, Brad Pitt was on there the other day talking about climate change. So it's pretty interesting. So you can get a chance to talk and, and talk to the world's best or the people like, you know, creatives or um, entrepreneurs. And then you can sit there and actually just listen to them in rooms as well. So that's broadly what the app is. So to answer your question, is it a big waste of time or is it good for lead generation? I personally think it's closest to almost... LinkedIn uh, okay. from a business perspective. So it's 
it's uh, I've definitely seen a lot of people use it to establish thought leadership. And from right. what I've heard on the app, a lot of people are getting a lot of business through it because they're hosting rooms to talk about LinkedIn. They're talking about digital marketing or, or you know, business, uh, you know, getting investment. And people yep. are actually on there investing in businesses or getting help with their marketing and then contacting people afterwards. So uh, from that perspective, I definitely have seen a lot of people talk about the revenue generation from clubhouse so i do feel like there's a lot of opportunity there but you have to put in so much time okay so some interesting points straight off the bat so <laughs> i i like the point you raised it's it's a little bit like linkedin in the sense yeah. that it's it's about lead, building your thought leadership um and ultimately just like linkedin it sounds like no one's going to buy off you straight away usually it takes it takes that trust element. So typically, if you're on LinkedIn, you've got to, from my experience anyway, you've got to be posting for some time about your specialist sector. So ours is digital marketing. Someone else's might be CRM. Someone else's might be software as a service. So um, I so I jumped onto Clubhouse probably about a couple of weeks ago, but I actually started start of Jan. So I have been lurking on Clubhouse for quite a while. So. To be honest with you, I never actually knew whether it was going to be any good or not. I jumped into a couple of rooms. They weren't that good. And I just thought, oh, I'm probably not going to get much value from this app. And then the other day, or actually last week, I thought, you know what? Like, and I'm very much an all or nothing personality. I just thought, I'm just going to give it a go. So I ended up just jumping <laughs> straight in and hosting a room the next day. So I just thought, look, I might as well just go all in and see what's happening. So I jumped on, hosted a room. So that I actually scheduled a room on Clubhouse and then I did a random room that night. So, um, yeah, so in terms of scheduling versus I'm, I'm going to just talk a little bit about, I guess, the different nuances or different tips. So in terms of scheduling versus um, uh, just creating a room when you feel like it, scheduling is definitely stronger because it gives your following and your audience time to schedule in and make some time to attend your room. It also gets you a couple of followers as well as people are searching through their calendar. So definitely it's worth scheduling rooms in advance if you can. And the goal is to have some regular rooms scheduled so that you then keep post, uh, you, you can then build that following. Sorry, I'm just talking about Clubhouse because I don't know Life. No, no, thanks, thanks very much. That's the first time that's happened. Actually, my computer decided to restart itself. But what we'll do is we'll luckily we'll we're we're on live, but we'll cut this out of when we do the the produced um, podcast and YouTube episode and stuff. So that's all good. Um, okay. I was just boring the, people by talking about Clubhouse. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I appreciate you carrying things on. I'm glad it carried on recording. So until I, until I froze and my PC rebooted itself, I just got to the stage where I think I was rambling on saying that link. You, so we, you give the reference to, to LinkedIn. We said it's about building credibility over time, talking about thing, talking about your sector. So people, yeah. oh, people over time will build trust that you're the go-to expert in your industry, whatever that industry may be, whatever that sector is. Um, so I guess it's got two main elements, really, Lisa. You can drop in, and it sounds like you can listen to anyone in, in the world, including celebrities, whether that's Elon Musk, yeah. whoever that may be. Or on the flip side, you can start hosting rooms yourself, right? So, yes. and how 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 can we kind of go about that? Is that something we can just jump straight into, or is that something we've we've got to think about? Is is it something that takes a lot of prep, or is it is it quite easy? 
Oh, that's actually a very good question. So you can start a room straight away. So when you join Clubhouse and when you get onto the app, your little profile will have like a little party popper thing. And that means you've been on the app for under seven days. So that's okay. a really good indication for people who are running rooms to go, okay, this is a new person. So they can help and explain the concept. So generally when you are in Clubhouse, you can host rooms. So you can be a moderator of a room and you don't have to moderate on your own. You get other moderators. So when you're when you start a room, you'll have a little green circle with a white star in it. And that means you're one of the, the mods of the room or moderator of the room. So I was actually just talking about scheduling rooms versus just randomly starting a room. So you and I could randomly just start a room now and we could just jump in there and start talking or you could actually schedule a room. So what you can do is actually go, okay, tomorrow at 8 a.m. I'm gonna schedule a room about LinkedIn. And you can do that weekly or you can just do it as a once-off. So the okay. benefit of scheduling a room is that you, you alert your followers that, hey, you're about to do a room. So the good thing is they can jump in or they can uh, you know put that time in their calendar and jump in. Uh, and you generally will appear up in the little calendar at the top. So you start to get followers. So that's a really good way of actually getting a little bit of traction um, on Clubhouse if you're hosting a room. So if you schedule it versus just randomly going, hey, I'm just going to start a room now. Sure. Okay. So you've got that chance to actually promote what you're doing in advance so you can drive up the engagement um, and get people to sign up and, and kind of buy into what you're doing. That makes sense. So, I mean, in terms of the, the kind of commitment, is it something that you think we need to do every daily? So or can we do one a week or one a month? Is there is there a kind of consistent schedule you think we should try and stick to if we want to build up this authority over time and kind of play the LinkedIn long-term game with it? Yeah, look... Uh... The hard thing about Clubhouse, and I'll be transparent, it really requires a hell of a lot of FaceTime. So people host rooms for six hours, for example. Like that's oh, wow. okay. long for, the longest Clubhouse room has, I think, gone for 21 days straight. So it's it's a lot of FaceTime. So I pretty much spent my whole weekend on Clubhouse uh, and I wasn't even hosting rooms. I was just jumping into rooms, um, getting up on, stay, on stage, um, so to speak, and then talking. So I was on Clubhouse at the butcher, at the nail salon, um, at the supermarket, walking my dog. I'd just be raising my hand, going up on stage and giving my two cents on particular topics. So you don't have to host a room every day. It's a massive commitment. If you want to, of course, you're going to grow faster. But you can always jump into rooms and offer your two cents or offer your expert opinion or, or even just ask questions. But if you want to grow on the app, then and someone actually had this really great way of, I think it was like a great quote, it was like uh, closed mouths don't get fed. So it's like if you, you sit there and you are just silent, you're never going to grow. So it's one of those things where you really need to raise your hand, jump up on stage and either ask a great question or give some sort of thought leadership answer to help uh, establish your credibility as an expert awesome and I guess that links back to to LinkedIn I mean I don't want to refer to it too much but in terms of when you engage in, co in posts on the feed um, so rather than just staying static and just scrolling through what's going on if you start giving your two cents giving your opinion or sharing something useful in the comments of different posts then other people are going to see you they might click onto your profile and then eventually they might reach out to you for help is it, is it a similar kind of thing with Clubhouse, apart from the fact you're raising your hand and then you're giving your, your thoughts on a topic? Yes. So the interesting thing about Clubhouse is that you can't DM people on Clubhouse. So you right. have to link your Instagram and you have to link your Twitter. At the moment, they don't have a LinkedIn integration. So a okay. lot of 
people don't have either platform. So if you're wanting to go on a clubhouse and use it as lead generation, I would 100% set up an Instagram or a Twitter so people can DM you. And you can even just put in just using this Instagram for Clubhouse DMs and then people can just DM you that way. Otherwise, if they have to then go and search and find your LinkedIn, it sort of breaks that that sort of, not sales cycle, but it breaks that um, communication path and makes it that little bit harder. Yeah. And is that the two only two channels that you can link up to at the moment, Lisa? You can't put your website or anything like that in there? Yes. So no links are clickable, but... Uh, I want to quickly talk about the bio because the bio is so freaking important. So when you click on a room and you jump in a room, you'll have your moderators up on stage. You'll have people, what I call the front row, and that's where people, uh, some of the people who the speakers follow will be in this little sec- middle section called um, like people who the speakers follow very creatively, and the rest of the people is like I'd call like general admission. So as people are sitting in the rooms watching, it's it can be a bit, not boring, but people love talking. So what they do is they click in on people's photos and you can actually look at people's uh, profiles. But the first, only the first three lines show up of someone's profile. So if you want to see more, you have to then sort of swipe to see the rest of the profile. Then you can choose to follow them as well if you want to. So yeah. the first three lines of your bio is real estate gold. So you're going to want to make them really clearly represent what you stand for or who you are. And then you want to make it clickbaity so people go, ooh, this person's got X, Y, Z, or wow, this person did X, Y, Z with Leonardo DiCaprio, whatever it is. And then so they end up swiping to discover more and then hopefully give you a follow. Business Growth Show is sponsored by Vidyard. In today's digital world, getting the attention of key prospects can be a tricky task. Emails and phone calls are often ignored and meeting up in person is rarely an option. And that's exactly why tools like Vidyard have become so effective. Vidyard is a free app that makes it easy to record and send custom video messages that truly stand out and generate more responses. It's a great way to introduce yourself, to showcase your personality, and to create a more personal connection from your very first outreach. You can sign up for your own free account today at vidyard.com forward slash BGS to start sending your very own video messages. That's vidyard.com forward slash BGS. The show is also sponsored by Web Choice. Are you tired of hunting for clients? You could be missing out on regular inbound opportunities all because your website isn't on the first page of Google. Perhaps you're already spending money on marketing but your website is failing to convert your hard-earned visitors into a consistent flow of leads and sales. Want to learn more about WebChoice's unusual approach that brings idle clients straight to you? Book a free digital marketing assessment today at webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com. Great, nice little tip. Okay, so if someone's perhaps completely new to Clubhouse, just like me, is there is there a strategy or such that we can implement or is it more do you think a case of we just need to get used to it get to grips with the platform perhaps join in some rooms perhaps listen in and then start doing our own thing or can yes. we if we're already using linkedin if we're already kind of posting content and we already know our, our sector quite well and we're already used to providing useful tips or value or whatever it may be can we just jump in and start doing it straight away or what would you advise for someone that's new to the platform Oh, so I would say definitely don't jump in and host a room straight away because there's sort of almost like moderation, like 
um, moderatables. So if you're planning on using it to say do lead gen, then I would listen in on a couple of rooms, listen in on rooms that are, where people are actually giving tips on how to be a good moderator on Clubhouse, listen in on rooms that are giving you tips on how to do well on Clubhouse, and then jump into thought leadership rooms. So what could yep. be a really good way for you to get into it is jump into rooms where you feel like you've got expertise. So for example, you could jump into a LinkedIn room, then there's a little hand in the corner, so you can click that and then they'll bring you up on stage. Now, the, the funny thing to note is when you get brought up on stage, your microphone is automatically unmuted. So do not be on the toilet if you're gonna... <laughs> Because I think people have been caught out because they're like, oh yeah, cool, I've been brought up on stage, I'll wait for my time to talk and they're not on mute. So I'm like, yeah, no, definitely mute um, yourself. <laughs> Uh, so I would say that there's a lot of little um, nuances to moderating. So jump into a room first, listen in, jump into those how to be a good moderator on Clubhouse rooms, and then definitely start your own room. So say, for example, if you're going to be moderating a room, uh, it's very much like you're controlling the flow. And I'd probably recommend being uh, starting a room with someone else, because not only do you have someone to bounce off, especially at the start if there's no one tuning in, but um, also it helps because then their audience will get notified that they're starting a room too. So you kind of get a little bit of reach and um, hopefully a bit of buzz when you first um, start the room. And then when you're a moderator, you, your job is to really keep the conversation flowing. So you're going to be directing the conversation, maybe bring a couple of people up on stage, asking them questions, opening the floor to the Q&A, like to, to people to ask questions. Then you bring up the people from the audience, but then people love waffling. And I'm, look, I'm, I'm a waffle myself, so I feel like I can say <laughs> that. But you need to just make sure that you're giving them, you know, the chance to ask a question. Because if you yeah. give people a microphone, They'll ask 20 questions and then people just, you know, get up and leave the room because it's boring. So you just have to make sure that you're being polite and respectful, but you're getting people to, uh, you know, keep to a question, keep the room flowing because you're because it's it's quite a tough job being a moderator because you have to always be on. You can't just be half-assed working and moderating. Like you've got to be looking at the room when people turn their little phone um, microphone off mute. It means like they want to talk. If people are pressing their um, microphone so the, the, the mute thing's flashing it means that they're applauding so you need to just be looking at what's happening and, and reading the vibe of the room so moderation moderating takes a lot of time so you can't just sit there and be working and listening and then jumping up on stage when you want to you're controlling the conversation that's why full respect to people who spend six hours like I was in a, uh, a room I wasn't in for six hours but this um, one of the moderators was modding that room for six hours straight and she did an amazing job. Like, I don't even know how she went to the bathroom. I don't want to know. But um, it was it was fantastic. So there's a lot of scope for you because you've already, you're already authority on LinkedIn. If you jumped across, you've got that credibility instantly already. And actually something I do want to say is that sure. um, you can get really found out on Clubhouse because if you think about it, a lot of the stuff that we do on LinkedIn other than lives is very much like you're preparing it. So you can just research and pretend that you're an expert on certain things. You can take time to respond to comments and research answers. But on Clubhouse, people are asking you things live. So if you're not answering the questions or you don't know how, and look, you don't have to know the answer to every question, but if you're saying you're a LinkedIn expert and you don't even know the basics, you will get found out. So it's not a platform where you can just bullshit your way through anything. That's a great point. I know you're <laughs> you can get put on the spot damn right. Whereas compared to something that's offline, 
it's um it's a lot more difficult like you say you can do your research beforehand interesting okay so i think you've answered the question in terms of the time investment it, it can definitely take some time especially if you're moderating rooms or if you want to kind of get well known but at the same time i guess it's a booming it's a growing platform so if you do put in the time early then i guess it can reap its rewards long term um, if you're if you're one of the early adopters, do you think it's it's something that you can see quick results on Lisa, or just like we referred to LinkedIn earlier, do you think it's something you're going to have to put in a good few months of consistent effort um, and really get people to trust that you know what you're talking about around your industry, provide some real value, whether that's tips, whether that's educational insights, whether that's interviewing other experts, um, and then that's when the leads will start to flow. Or do you think because it is quite a new platform? you're more likely to get inquiries to get business a bit quicker? Interesting point, because I think that the benefit of Clubhouse is that it has, or I guess the benefit of, say, someone like us being on Clubhouse is that you can quickly go and see our LinkedIn. So say if we're talking about LinkedIn, you can go and go, oh, okay, they've already got X amount of followers already. They're posting every day. I can see their engagement. They, they look like they're a thought leader. Whereas mm-hmm. a lot of platforms when you're starting up, you don't have that I guess, other platforms sometimes to leverage off to say, yeah, I'm a thought leader in this space or I'm awesome at this. So it would actually probably accelerate your sales strategy or sales funnel because I can talk, go in and talk about LinkedIn and then someone can just go onto my LinkedIn and go, oh, yeah, she sort of knows what she's talking about. She's got X amount of followers. There's social proof there. So I've, it's interesting. I feel like you can probably get results quicker for some reason. So, yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting. Yeah, no, so you can, it sounds like you can kind of piggyback if you've got another platform that you're, you're doing okay on, you can reference to that and then people can use that, like you say, as, as the social proof. Um, and how do you think Clubhouse stacks up against more traditional methods like podcasting? Um, where obviously we're, we're recording this live, but we'll produce it, we'll edit it, we'll get it out on the podcast as we do. What, what are your thoughts? Do you think Clubhouse is going to be more effective because you've got that live, you've got that dynamic fact that people are constantly coming and going? Or do you think podcasting is, is probably still the better route because it's more traditional, it's got a bigger fan base? Look, podca- I think there's always going to be a place for podcasting because podcasting is actually very curated content. I'm not mm. going to lie, there's a lot of shit on Clubhouse. <laughs> like, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, why am I wasting my time here? This person's really annoying. They're just talking about rubbish. So you, so it's not like every room you go into is going to be gold, where if you listen to your favourite podcast or your favourite podcaster, you pretty much know I'm going to get some sort of value from this, I'm going to enjoy this, whereas you can sit in rooms on Clubhouse for hours and just waste time and learn nothing. So I think that's the the difference there. Like it's a lot more, um, it's unedited. It's just very much quite raw. Now the strength that Clubhouse has over, say, other types of audio like podcasts or audiobooks is that it's conversational so you can actually talk and get access to amazing people that you wouldn't otherwise get access to so I was actually I jumped into a room with Guy Kawasaki he's like a Silicon Valley legend he worked with Steve Jobs twice and he was just going to ask me anything I'm like okay cool I'll just jump in there's not that many people in the room so I jumped in had a chat with him and then I got him on my podcast so he's gonna I'm gonna do an interview with him in a couple of weeks but that was just from jumping into Clubhouse and I wouldn't have otherwise uh, had the chance to talk to him so I feel like there's huge opportunities 
to actually talk directly to people that you wouldn't otherwise get access to. And if you're looking to grow, then unfortunately, you're going to need to jump in and actually start talking. Now, people always go, and this is exactly what I did, they go, oh, there's rooms with 1,000 people in there or 2,000 people. I'm going to jump in there and try and raise my hand and get up on stage and build my followers that way. The chances of getting up on stage in a room where there's thousands of people is pretty much slim to none, unless you're, um, you, you're famous or you've got a massive following and they can see that. So I would start off by jumping into smaller rooms. So it can be under 200. Like I jump into a room sometimes and there's like 50 people in the room because I know I'm pretty sure I'm going to get up on stage here. So I can yeah. talk and share my thoughts and then, um, you know, hopefully give enough value so that people want to follow you. So, you know, look at rooms that are under 300, 200 people because the chances are you're probably going to get up on stage and be able to start slowly building your following that way. That's a great tip. So it's, it sounds like a bit of a strategy. So start with the smaller rooms till you can perhaps build your expertise, build your credibility and then yes. build that trust element. And then over time you can work your way up. And I guess do the moderators that are on the rooms probably skim your profile and they say they have a quick look at it and perhaps see, okay, they've, they've not got too many followers just yet. We're not going to invite them to talk. If it is a massive room, there is thousands of people yes. in there. Whereas it, it, like you say, if it's a bit smaller, I guess it raises your chances and you're more likely to, to get a chance to chat and that's just something you can build up as you go. Yes, definitely. And can I say, because I know that you're an Apple user as well, obviously I've got an iPhone, you should be all, all over this app because the Android users are going to come and we have a huge <laughs> advantage now. So I'd be milking that hardcore because mm. once they come, that's a whole lot more competition. So imagine if you were on LinkedIn and half the competition wasn't there like you'd be like this is freaking awesome but then if you knew that half like the half of the people that are on LinkedIn now were then all of a sudden going to come you're like shit like I want to take advantage of this opportunity right now so if I was you I would be building that audience building credibility learning how to use the platform and then to be honest with you there's so much appetite for Clubhouse content on LinkedIn at the moment because people are like what is it I don't know how to use it so I've been sharing content about my Clubhouse journey and because it's so new everyone's like oh okay this is really cool uh, because you can also establish yourself as I know it sounds really meta but you could be a clubhouse expert on LinkedIn and a LinkedIn expert on clubhouse so there's no no reason why you can't be doing both yeah and I mean just to, <laughs> just to wrap things up do you think in terms of appreciate it's still early um how do you think it's going to stack up as as a tool to actually generate business and build credibility and ultimately get get new business leads comparing it to to LinkedIn comparing it to other channels, whether that's paid ads or inbound marketing. How do you think it stacks up compared to those or is it too early to say? Oh, I think, look, I, they definitely need to work out their messaging functionality because at the moment mm. it's a bit funky because you need to go off platform, message someone via Instagram or Twitter and then continue the conversation that way. So, you, oh, actually, so sorry, you can ping people into private rooms if you want to, so that's a possibility. Okay. I personally think it's going to be very useful for lead generation because yep. it's almost like, you know, with LinkedIn, I feel like it's not a very salesy platform. So, yes, people like you and I post thought leadership pieces. We talk about digital marketing or whatever we're passionate about or general business. But we're really focused on giving value and really just focusing on giving great advice. And I think with Clubhouse, you don't have that luxury of building up a bank of content. Like you need to look like an expert and almost sell yourself every time you get the chance to talk. And you don't have to do it in a way like come work with me, 
you know, and do a pitch every single time, but there's a lot more pressure to show value in every conversation because there's no history of any of the rooms that you've been in and what you've said. Like, you know, LinkedIn, you can go and have a look at your feed and then you've got years of content where it's like, oh, I can see Sam posted about this, so he posted about this, posted about this. On Clubhouse, there's nothing. There's no trail. So in every piece of conversation, you need to deliver pieces of gold. Otherwise, people aren't going to engage with you and follow you. So every time you're going in fresh, that's that's an interesting point. So, yeah, so you've really got to, like you say, give that value, try and help people, try and share something useful, I, I suppose. Whereas LinkedIn, you can get away with the odd bullshit post or the odd personal post, whatever you <laughs> want to do, because you've got your profile there. You've got that foundation. And I'm, yeah. I'm guilty of it. I post nonsense all the time. Um, so you much got... <laughs> so that, that's an interesting point. So there's a bit more pressure to do it well. But at the yeah. same time, I suppose you can't can't be scared of of starting it because if you don't give it a good trial, you're never going to know if it's if it's going to work for you or not. Yes, and actually, that's a, a very fair point. Like I was loitering on Clubhouse since the start of Jan, and I wasn't really. I was doing like a half-assed effort. I was going in a couple of rooms every now and then. I'm like, yeah, I'll give it a go. Uh, it's not that good. And then last week, I thought, you know what? Just suck it up and just just immerse yourself and see how you go. And then I pretty much just wasted days on Clubhouse. So, so I'm very much all or nothing type person. So I'm like, okay, let's just go all in and see what kind of value you're going to get. So I'm going to try for the next probably month or so, just going all in and seeing how it goes. And then if I'm feeling like, okay, I'm getting a return, then I'll go, okay, great, I'll keep going. If not, then I need to probably just stop wasting literally every waking second on Clubhouse. Perhaps we'll have to get you back in, Lisa, how you made your first million on Clubhouse and we'll, uh, yeah, we'll share exactly. the secrets. Yeah, well, people actually have, and this is obviously different for, you know, not lead generation, but people do get the chance to pitch to people and have got investment through Clubhouse because okay. it's giving you access to investors which people otherwise wouldn't have. So from that perspective, it's, it's pretty game-changing, I would say. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, from what you've shared with us so far, it sounds definitely like there's a way to reach untapped audiences. Yes. So especially if you can do the strategy you've shared, start with smaller rooms, build your way up through that way, through that route, and mm. perhaps start speaking to people you'd never normally have the chance to have a conversation with, which might be a lot more difficult on flooded platforms like LinkedIn or trying to connect with yeah. them on Twitter or Instagram or via email because yes. um, there's less there's less noise. And it yeah. sounds like it's a quicker way to, to build up your profile and, and start those conversations. So that's really interesting. All right. Good stuff. So to wrap things up, Lisa, is, is there one tip, one tip, the rule them all that people need to implement right now that's going to help their business on Clubhouse? Your bio, you got to get that on point. So because, uh, I mean, sometimes people will just look at your um, your profile just because they're bored sitting in a room. So you don't necessarily have mm. to talk although it increases your chance. But your bio needs to be absolutely on point and do not make it dry. I've seen some really boring dry bios. No one's reading that shit. So you need to make sure that you top three lines, real estate gold, make sure that that's amazing. And then just make sure the rest of it makes people want to follow you or connect with you. So don't be afraid. Don't be shy to talk about achievements. If you've won awards, put them in. If you've made X amount of revenue in X amount of years, put that in. So, you know, talk about your following. This isn't your time to be shy it's time to just go hey this is who i am and this is you know effectively why you should follow me or engage with me got it so that's the part you really want to sell yourself and get yeah, that by don't, <laughs> don't be shy 
makes sense. Awesome. Lisa, really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks very much for, for coming on and sharing uh, plenty of, of useful Clubhouse tips. And for anyone that wants to learn more about yourself, please do tell us how they can connect with you, how they can do business with you and get in touch. Woohoo! Yes, well, thank you firstly so much for having me. I love talking about Clubhouse. I mean, I love talking about LinkedIn, but uh, Clubhouse has been my latest obsession. So thanks for giving me the chance to have a chat about it. So if you want to uh, contact me, you can find me on LinkedIn at <laughs> Lisa Tay. You can also find me on Clubhouse at Lisa Tay. Uh, surprise, surprise. Um, so, and if you want to do, if you need help with digital marketing or need advice, I obviously run. Cody Agency, which is my agency in Melbourne. And I also am about to launch the beta version of our mentoring platform called Listening, which is LISNIC.com. Now, that's going to be a platform that connects mentors with mentees all around the world because uh, personally, as someone who runs a few businesses and has started businesses, it's really freaking hard. So if you can get yourself a mentor, whether it's someone who can help you accelerate your career, it's someone who can help you with your business, it's someone who can help you become mentally stronger, then go and find them. And, you know, for, from um, my perspective, I think a lot of people find it quite hard to find a mentor. So what Listnik is going to do is allow people to list a job. You can post your budget. So if you're a mentee, you can post what you're looking for, and then you can get connected with the mentor anywhere around the world. And then you can um, run all the sessions, your mentoring sessions through the platform. So it's going to be similar-ish type open marketplace to like freelancer. But um, yeah, we hope it changes the game in that mentoring space and helps and help and we hope it helps more people get access to mentorship. Awesome stuff. We'll link to all of that over the episode show notes. All those links will be on businessgrowth.marketing. And with that, I want to thank you once again for coming on, Lisa. Really enjoyed the chat. Woohoo! Thank you so much for having me, Sam. Looking forward to seeing you on Clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get on there soon, that's for sure. No worries. So if you enjoyed the show, be sure to hit subscribe to Business Growth Show wherever the heck you get your podcast from. We interview business leaders each and every week to provide actionable tips across marketing, sales, all the focus to help you grow your business. And with that, we'll catch you on the next episode.